welcome to My American Melting Pot, the podcast for people leading multicultural lives. I'm your host, Lori L. Tharps. I'm a Black woman married to a Spanish man raising three biracial, bilingual, bicultural children. I'm also a journalist and the author of the book, Same Family, Different Colors, Confronting Colorism in America's Diverse Families. Some people call me a cultural critic. Some people call me a pop culture pundit. I call myself a diversity diva. And I'm really glad you're here for this quick Melting Pot Minute. Hello, Melting Pot community. Thank you for joining me again here for a quick Melting Pot Minute. I hope everybody is doing everything they can to stay sane and healthy during this COVID crisis. I know it feels like we're on day a billion thousand seven hundred and twenty-two of being on lockdown, and it's hard. It really is hard. And I know people are suffering, you know, I know people are experiencing loss from death of loved ones and friends, loss of income, just loss of a way of life. There's so many things to mourn and grieve and be sad about. I hope everybody is being good to themselves and to their friends and family. Today, I want to talk about some people who are suffering, who we can all collectively do something about, and that is the publishing industry. I wanted to bring everybody's attention to this new campaign called Books Are Essential. It's the hashtag Books Are Essential campaign that was launched by Publishers Weekly, which is a magazine that covers the publishing industry. So, As we all know that there are certain businesses that have been allowed to remain open because they have been deemed essential. And of course, those businesses are things like grocery stores and pharmacies, obviously hospitals, some of the big box stores like Target, you know, anything that supplies food and other, you know, necessities, you know, to keep human life continuing. But Publishers Weekly was saying that books are essential, particularly during this time, and that people should still continue to support booksellers. As an author and an avid reader, I couldn't agree more. And even thinking about a world where we couldn't get books is, you know, it's really horrifying to me. It's just the thought of it. I, I can't even imagine it. So I wanted to, you know, make people think about this possibility of a world without books and what that might even look like. And to understand that particularly small local independent bookstores, but really the entire book publishing industry could collapse like many other industries. But I'm, again, focusing on the book industry for today. So I wanted to have you guys think about what we as individuals can do to help save this most precious industry. And as a Melting Pot community member, you all know, again, how much I love books and how important I think uh, books are to not just society in general, like it's a big theoretical topic, but the joy it brings to people, but also the the way that books can open lives and open doors and open windows into cultures and traditions and different peoples. Books really can change lives and books can save lives. So here's what we can do to help save the book industry. One, obviously, buy a book. There are lots of places that are still selling books, both online and in person. My local independent bookstore is doing drive-by book selling. So you can order your book online, you can order it on the phone, and they will process your purchase and leave your books outside, and you can pick them up, almost like drive-through eating at McDonald's. But this is much better content than what you get at McDonald's, and it lasts a lot longer, and it won't make you uh, fat and sick. Um, So buy books. 
one book, two books, five books, 10 books, buy one for yourself, buy one for a friend, buy one for your kids. And, you know, again, maybe if you have discretionary income, maybe the income you would have been spending on McDonald's or other uh, foods, takeouts, clothing that you're not doing now, maybe you can funnel some of that money to buy a book. And just keep in mind that buying a book you're not only supporting the bookstore, you're supporting that author who wrote that book, maybe the illustrator who illustrated it. You're supporting the salespeople who work in that bookstore as well. So first and easiest thing to do, which is a win-win for everybody because you get a new book, is to buy books. Now, the other thing is that you can buy books not only at your local indie bookstores, if there's one nearby and they are doing things like my local bookstore, you can also buy books online. And major chain Amazon is you know, famous for selling discounted books, but right now they're really deprioritizing their sales and delivery of books right now. So that's a perfect time for you to do a little bit of online shopping elsewhere. You can buy books on other online retailers like Barnes & Noble, like Powell's Bookstore, and the new kid on the block, bookshop.org. Bookshop is an independently owned online book retailer that not only can you buy books for delivery, but they donate a portion of all of their profits to independent booksellers all over the United States. So you can buy from them and know that your dollar is not only supporting bookshop.org, it's supporting indie bookstores all over. It's amazing. And I'll put the link for Bookshop for Barnes & Noble, obviously, and Powell's Bookstore in the show notes. You can also support bookstores, not only by buying books, but donating to some of the GoFundMe and other kind of campaigns that they are hosting because a lot of them can't stay open. You know, they are not deemed essential businesses by the government. So if they're not able to stay open, a lot of them have created campaigns for people to donate. So look around and see what your local bookstores are doing. And if they are in need of help, see how you can donate and spread the wealth. And finally, speaking of spread the wealth, spread the word about this campaign. The campaign is actually, you know, the hashtag, the official hashtag is books are essential. And spread that hashtag. If you don't have any money to spend on books, which is understandable, just spread the word. Share that hashtag, books are essential. Share it on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, or just tell a friend. You know, social media really is just telling other people about it. Because even if you can't afford to buy a book, maybe somebody else can. Maybe your child's school can. Maybe your church or some other organization that you belong to can afford to buy a bunch of books and then distribute those books to people in need, like maybe senior citizens or children whose public school doesn't have really good online learning. My child's school. But if you, one person, hears this message today about the Books Are Essential campaign, and you tell a friend, and they tell a friend, and everybody does a little something to support the book publishing industry, we can save it. We absolutely can. And I feel like today more than ever, those of us, you know, all of us stuck at home who can't get out, you know, books really are a lifeline. They have been to me. They have been to my kids. My my son just read three books in one day, which he hasn't read a book for pleasure in I don't even know how many months. So these books are keeping a lot of us sane. They're teaching us. Personally, I'm looking for books about pandemics and living under house arrest. I just want reference material right now for how to get through this even better. So books are essential. I know it. I know you know it. And please think about 
not only the pleasure we get from books, but think about all the people behind the publishing industry who we need to be able to keep doing their work so that we can keep consuming the deliciousness of fresh, new, wonderful books. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Thank you for helping me spread the word about the Books Are Essential campaign. Thank you for buying books and supporting booksellers wherever you can. Appreciate you, Melting Pot. Thanks so much and be well. That's it for today, Melting Pot community. If you enjoyed the episode, which I hope you did, feel free to leave me a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget, I'm always updating the My American Melting Pot blog with fresh new content every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and just about every day on the social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't forget that we will be back next week with another new full-length episode where we'll be talking about how to raise a bilingual child. Yep, it's going to be a good one. Now, usually our podcast is recorded at the WRTI studios in Philadelphia, but we're coming to you live right now. Well, not live. I mean, I'm live, but we're coming to you live from my closet at home. I am the producer of this show, Lori Altharps. My editor is Brad Linder. Our theme music was composed by Sumi Tanoka. That's it for this week. Be well, Melting Pot community, and always remember to live your life in color. <laughs>